everybody. Sunday, April 18th. It is 4.48 Pacific time. I don't know if we addressed this in the last podcast, but with daylight savings that Arizona doesn't recognize, I'm now in Pacific time when the last time that I was in Arizona, I was in mountain time. Mountain time, by far, the superior uh, time zone. Um, but out here in Pacific time, meeting started at six, not a hit. Uh, but that's what we're doing. Uh, we got the whole gang here. We got Grayson out in California. We got Patrick, who is back from Blacksburg in Charlotte. We're going to talk about his Blacksburg trip coming up here in a little bit. But first and foremost, as always, the Sons of Saturday are brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy. Dr. Jeremy Counts, his entire staff, loves Blacksburg, putting the town on his back, taking care of everybody, whether it's vaccines, whether it's your necessities or snacks, or you're walking downtown and you you may, your breath might be rocking. You go gotta get a, gotta go get a pack of gum or some Tic Tacs. He's got you covered. Um, but head on down and check out Main Street Pharmacy. Thank you guys so much for all the incredible work that you do. Also on this uh, subject of Main Street Pharmacy, and we'll talk more about this later. We are doing a food drive where we have several boxes located around campus at Sharkey's, at Main Street Pharmacy, and as well at the Kappa Sig House to drop off canned goods to support the new river valley check that out that's a fantastic initiative that we have partnered up with kappa sig to do so thank you guys so much also poetic pat the hokey haiku kick us off here all right i just wrote this haiku a few minutes ago hope you all enjoy there is nothing like hokey's baseball in the spring softball balling too very true Always, always on, always on point. Fantastic job today. Unfortunately, Virginia Tech baseball did lose today on Sunday, uh, but Pat was there in the flesh to check out the Hammer and Hokies this weekend on Saturday, where they did take a win over Georgia Tech. Unfortunately, fell two games to three to the Yellow Jackets. Here we go. Um, we're going to go right into our three most important things that happened at Virginia Tech, presented by the Hub. In Blacksburg, we love the hub. The deal going right now with the hub, if you sign a lease with the hub, they're going to give you a brand new $300 Visa gift card. I wish I had $300. I would love to have a $300 Visa gift card. I don't know where they're like their marketing and their, uh, you know, programs for signing leases is phenomenal. So if you need $300, whether that's paying off the credit card or going down to Sharky's to get a couple LITs or maybe a, a bite to eat, who knows? Head on down to the hub. Let them know that the sun sent you. Fantastic living. We've been over at Top of Line Facilities. Everything they have it for you. $300? Real quick, $300 as as a college kid, you are rolling in the Benjamins. You are so, like, that is everything. That's a big deal, y'all. That's a big deal regardless of how old you are. If you're 40 and you live in Blacksburg, oh, maybe not. But if you need $300, (laughs) (laughs) if you're a student you need $300, head on down to the hub uh, and grab yourself a lease and $300. Topic number one, and we're going to defer to our Carolina brethren here, Patrick Finn. But for the first time since 1946, Virginia Tech will kick off its season versus the North Carolina Tar Heels in Lane Stadium Friday night. Place is going to be rocking. Pat, talk to us about September 3rd. September 3rd, big, big, big day. So we found out earlier this week, I guess last week, Wake up on Monday morning, roll out of bed, open up Twitter. Hokies will be kicking off the season on September 3rd, which is a Friday. The Friday 
of Labor Day weekend. So, you know, we knew that it was going to be either Thursday night or Friday night. I'm on board with the Friday thing, guys. I'm I'm a big Friday night football fan at this point, you know, where we are. Uh, but September 3rd is why I wanted it to be on Friday. September 3rd is a very, very significant day. First and foremost, a very close friend of mine, former Hokie golfer standout, Bryce Chalkley, born on September 3rd. And Bryce reminds me every single year that Virginia Tech has not lost on his birthday since he became a Tech fan. Knock on wood. Dating back to 2011. Remember 2011 we beat App State? David Wilson had a fantastic performance in Lane Stadium to kick off the season. The next year, same thing. Georgia Tech comes to town. Labor Day night. First ever overtime game in Lane Stadium. September 3rd. Virginia Tech wins. Shout out our guy Cody Jernell. And then 2016, the first game of my senior year. Liberty comes to town. September 3rd. First game for Gerard Evans and Coach The Fuente. scamper. The crazy scamper right down the middle that he did get yelled at. People don't know this. He got yelled at the next day in our meetings for doing the swim move with the football. We all got in there. We're like, oh, man, we're going to watch the Gerard. We're going to watch the Gerard scamper here. Coach Fuente was having none of it. Didn't like the swim move. Ball security, paramount. But an unbelievable play nonetheless. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Bill, I, I must say uh, the swim move you're talking about was from the East Carolina game. Not the Liberty game. Ooh, back check. Back check. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. But, Still got yelled at, but nonetheless. <laughs> but that does not de-stress the importance of ball security. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then we, and then we turn it up. West Virginia. We meet the West Virginia Mountaineers at FedEx Field on Labor Day Sunday. 2017. First, you know, this is this is my first game as a graduate of Virginia Tech. And take care of business. Coach Fu and the Hokies take care of business on September 3rd, 2017, in, in a dramatic fashion. Pat, I remember we took care of business, but FedEx Field didn't take care of business with parking. Oh, my gosh. FedEx Field? It was, it was the worst. It was a horrendous. nightmare. It took, it took my old man and my two brothers and I three hours to get from Arlington into the stadium. No there, there, it, it, there was one entrance, one entrance into FedEx Field. We'll never forget that. I was getting, I got out of the car, had a red Solo cup with a little Jack and Coke in there. Oh, actually, oh, oh, oh. Actually, actually, Makers and Coke. It was Makers and Coke, excuse me. And I was walking alongside my, my old man's car, drinking just because I wanted to stand up. Like it was, it was the absolute worst. We missed Enter Sandman. Won the game. Missed Enter, Enter Sandman. Not cool. So uh, I, I, I kindly ask that we never, ever play a game there ever again for that reason, that if that were to ever happen again. I'm glad this game is in Morgantown in 2021. I'll put it that way. Goodness gracious. So you have more confidence? You have more confidence that West Virginians have a better parking situation? I, I actually do. I actually okay. do. Yeah. I, I think that was the worst stadium experience in my entire life. Wow. And and I've been to a lot of college football games. And for a neutral site, you would expect better. They're, they're big leagues, but I digress. Pat, continue, please. And you guys wonder why I left Northern Virginia and moved to Charlotte. Um, <laughs> we, need a, we need a neutral site kickoff game in Charlotte. I know it's been over a decade since we had uh, – Here for it. Those. 
here for it. We move along to 2018, and we go down to Tallahassee on Labor Day night, 2018. September 3rd, kick some butt. So that's five games right there. Five solid memories. And uh, oh, I guess I was at every single game. Solid. Well, I'm going to be at this game too. September 3rd, Friday night lights in lane. And it begs the question, is this going to be orange effect? Is this going to be maroon effect? When are we striping the stadium? I got a shout out, Al Jones. Al Jones tweeted out, Last week, he says Orange Effect 2012 and Orange Effect 2015, both on Labor Day weekend. Remember, We remember 2015 was Ohio State, uh, which was Labor Day night. But those were electric evenings in Lane Stadium. Unbelievable. On Labor Day weekend with the Orange Effect. It looks great. I know we've done Orange Effect a handful of times against Carolina in the past. So I don't know. Orange Effect for Carolina, maybe stripe the stadium for Notre Dame. Throw some maroon effect somewhere in the mix. I don't know. Maybe like maroon effect for Syracuse. Who knows? We can get creative. What do you guys think about uh, about you know Carolina orange effect? I think regardless. I think if we roll out there in you know in light pink, I think regardless, it's going to be uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable atmosphere. Give it. I'm hoping it's 100. percent I I I would lean towards probably being 100. percent But who knows? Um, but if it's 75, 80, whatever, it's going to be an unbelievable, uh, it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere and something definitely to partake. I, I remember that Ohio state game more than any, I know it's been belabored to this point, but I mean, 45 minutes before kickoff, the place is absolutely packed. Uh, and to me, one of the best environments that was young in my career too. I mean, the only thing that came close was I went, I went to a whiteout as a recruit at Penn state and that was unreal. But the fact that the place was packed to the gills, 35, 40 minutes before kickoff. Um, I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never forget that environment. That was that was unbelievable. It's all something, we can ask for. It's something about the sky in September. I remember oh, yeah. it was that way. It, it was that way at the Battle at Bristol in September, and just something about like like the Ohio State game in 2015. The sky, mm-hmm. like it, it just turns that beautiful like orangish, orangish purple color. Uh, I always remember seeing that video of Enter Sandman at the Ohio State game in 2015 and just how beautiful of a scene that was. Uh, and then, I mean, just first first day out in any college football season is is always always a blast. I don't know, Pat. Like, honestly, the orange effect, especially against UNC, does bring up uh, a sour memory. I think I know or you know what I'm talking about. Ryan Williams fumbling the football. We lost there at the end. I believe that was in – was that 2009? Oh, nine. Uh, I think I, I, th- I think that was in 2009 on Thursday evening. Uh, so wouldn't hate the orange effect, but it definitely doesn't definitely doesn't bring back good memories, especially against the Tar Heels. Either way, will be a spectacle a spectacle to behold. I hope that I can make it. Uh, would love to be there for that one. I would go ahead and put in your word. I would go ahead and make sure you can make it now. I would. I would, go, <laughs> I would march down to my boss's office and be like, "Hey, I'm going to be hey. unavail- unavailable." on uh on the third so i would i would i would hammer that down now oh well we'll see we'll see a lot a lot of t- a lot of weddings in the fall bill on the topic of the effect games maroon orange stripe the stadium can we all agree that we need to get rid of the the white effect okay this this could be a perfect opportunity to do away with the white effect in 2018 
Remember that game? That was supposed to be uh, for the ECU game that was canceled from uh, Hurricane Florence. That was supposed to be a white effect. And then in 2019, we got (laughs) blown away at home on Friday night against Duke with the white effect. And then 2020, no white effect, no T-shirt. It didn't actually happen. Is there any reason that we need to bring back the white effect in 2021? Can I? I'm just I'm just going to say this. Here's my opinion on the effects. I know people get mad when we wear all orange. This is just my take on it. I don't care what uniform. I don't care what uniform we wear. I will say this. The all white looks sweet. I think the all white when we played Duke, when the game came on, I watched that game. I watched that game. I watched that game with the fours in Boston. RIP has since uh, gone out of business, has since gone out of business. One of the best sports bars ever, whatever. Um, But um, it doesn't matter. I think giving, I think the whole uniform thing, it's a cop out. We lost to Duke because we played like crap. We didn't lose to Duke because we were white. We didn't, uh, that game didn't get canceled from ECU because we were white. The game got canceled because ECU made a decision. Um, So I'm, I'm in the school of like, I don't care what we wear. Uh, I don't like to use that as kind of a barometer for how we're going to perform. It's certainly not something that guys talk about. Um, but, uh, but you know, that's something that'll be picked apart. And I'm, and I'm not trying to talk about how we perform. I'm just sure. going to say that I just think the white effect is stupid. I think it, I don't think people participate. Not everyone's wearing white. It that is true on TV. And that's what yeah. I care about. And that is true. I think, you, I think you have a receipt saying that. After the white effect game, because you, you, you were—I remember—you took off. This was this was a hell of a podcast in 2018. If you want to go be sad, go back in time and listen to it. <laughs> um, but Pat took off work, and his first thing was, "Look, we did a white effect. We're not Penn State. We have great colors as is. I don't know why we're doing that." So I guess I guess my point is, if we do a white effect, wear white. It's it'd be cool if you wear white. But if we can't get full participation, then yes, I agree. It's probably not the right thing to do. I would yeah, I would I don't, say I don't want to wear a white T-shirt to a hoagie football game but are the, it, but the it's, white it's, uniforms it's the least participated in effect uh, out of all of them but the white uniforms can we all get on this page so the white uniforms did look great oh they're iced oh, they out look, they're so it they looked incredible okay they look really good and the players you ask every single player their favorite combo is the all white most of the mm-hmm. players will say that um but yeah don't bring at, back the white effect at the end of the at the end of the day i think we can all get on the same page here win the football game and everybody's happy <laughs> You know, it's like, um, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Bill. you, you can I'm with you. pink uniforms, all that. I don't care. Win the football game. There was no spin I'm there kidding. either. For no. all you, there was no spin. Yeah. We just got to play. We got to play better. I don't and, care what we wear. And just, just a disclaimer. Cause I know, I know for a while, I don't know if it's, it's still intact or this is still the cause, but for a very long time, the white effect uh, was all the proceeds from the t-shirts that were purchased at the bookstore would benefit Herma's readers which is okay. uh, Coach Beamer's mother's foundation uh, to encourage, I, I think it was like improving childhood literacy rates or, you know, something yes. that would, you know, help, help folks learn and help folks um, helps help folks read. So yeah, it, ha- it has nothing to do with me being against that organization, but more so I just want to look good at, uh, in person. I want to look good on TV. So if we're going to have a white effect, just make sure you wear white. So it looks good. I want to add, yeah. you know, you know me, I'm, ADHD, scatterbrain, we're all over the place. I just want to welcome a schedule co- scheduling conversation uh, today. I was doing some Googling today and it came across like the Boston College rivalry thing. And 
I was like, why do we have that cross cross conference rivalry with, with BC? But then I started thinking, I've said this multiple times. I just want to get you guys to weigh in on it. There is no reason in the world, no reason, especially if college football is considering moving away from playing the, uh, the smaller schools and replacing them with uh, interconference opponents or something along that nature. They need to figure it out and have a rotating or play both of West Virginia and Tennessee every single year. We should play home and homes with those teams, whether it's both of them every year or play one and one and one and one. They have to find a way to do that. There's no reason that we should only we I don't even know when the next time we probably don't even have Tennessee scheduled anytime soon. I know we have West Virginia this year. There's no reason that we should play Boston College every year at a cross-conference opponent and not play West Virginia or Tennessee. Does anybody have any qualms with that? I, I think Tennessee, like doing them both is a challenge, especially if you're trying to mix up the schedule maybe with like a different SEC opponent that is not Tennessee. I mean, that's simply hard to do. I want more than anything and would love more than anything to bring the West Virginia rivalry back every single year. Like, or South Carolina. Like what these border met these border. That's the best thing about college football. They did away with Pittsburgh and West Virginia a while back. There is no reason West Virginia is, is a one a what I'm saying is they got to find a way to get more of these territory battles going on. I know West Virginia, they're in the big 12. They travel all over the freaking world. There's no reason they shouldn't play uh blacks. They should play in Blacksburg and we shouldn't play in Morgantown. We, we have the game Cox, but in what Pat, I think you'd know better than me. Like what? 2030. Or something crazy well, we're like that. Our kids. We're yeah. our kids. We're gonna be we're gonna be grandparents. Hopefully. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I don't, uh, know, yeah. about, I don't so, know about that. That's, that's what it feels like. That's <laughs> what it feels like. It's I mean, it's ten years from now, nine years from now, whenever it is, but long a long time from now. Uh, but I mean, Tennessee would be great. The Battle of Bristol was 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 awesome. Like what a spectacle that was. Uh, but you know, West Virginia out of those two, there's literally a trophy. The Black Diamond Trophy. That game should be played every year. Pat, any qualms or any other uh, regional foes that you think we should play more often? I was talking about this with Chris Friegard when we were driving up to Blacksburg this weekend. We need to play West Virginia more frequently. We got this one game uh, with them this year in Morgantown, and then I think they're coming back to, to Lane Save in 2024. But it's like, you know, it should be a cycle. It should be on a cycle every year, every other year, home and home, and and – and call it a day. And I think Tennessee, the same thing. I know there's no trophy in the Tennessee game, but that's a game that should be played at least once a decade. You know, we have these scheduling issues with all these big 10 teams, Michigan flaked out, uh, Wisconsin flaked out. We can't even get the Penn state series now because since last year's game was canceled, you know, you're not just going to do a return trip with no actual trip to lane stadium. Um, and it's like, and I know that it takes a lot to figure out, but I think something that we also learned this past year with COVID was that, you know, with the 10 plus one scheduling, you don't necessarily need to schedule games 15 years in advance. You know, we, we didn't have Clemson on the schedule this year and, you know, had them come in uh, first week of December, same, same goes for a few other ACC schools that we weren't supposed to play. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't really want to play Maryland in a few years. I don't want to play Rutgers as much as I love playing Rutgers because I'm from New Jersey. Like, I would much rather play West Virginia or Tennessee um, instead of, you know, the Big Ten schools that might not flake on us. So, yeah, let's let's just hope college football in general um, 
takes takes less of a process uh, out of or t- takes the long process out of scheduling, you know, decades in advance. All right. So next topic, number two, what else is important here? Basketball is important. We got a, we got some basketball news in Blacksburg around Virginia Tech brought to you. We're going to call this Hoops by Roots, Roots Natural Kitchen in Blacksburg, Virginia. If you are seeking that healthy alternative, but it will also fill you up. You know, they got some good protein. They got some good vegetarian options, Roots Natural Kitchen. It's like a Mediterranean kitchen. Go in there. They give you these big chunks of chicken, a lot of good flavors and, uh, and offerings to choose from at Roots. You get a bowl. Jump on the Roots app, download the app, use code Sons of Sat. You could take 10, no, not 10, 20, 20% off of your Roots order by using the code. Just make sure you download the app. Follow at RootsNK on Instagram. Tell them the Sun sent you with our promo code. So another commitment. We've, we've had a, uh, a, a solid couple weeks here in basketball. Uh, recruiting Jalen Haynes. He is a six, eight forward from Montverde, which is a prep school, right? Billy Ray. Are we sure it's Montverde? Is it Verde or Verde? I think it's Montverde. Somebody tweet in and let us know. I, I don't see the accent agru or whatever. I took French for a year and I took Spanish for two years. I didn't <laughs> do great in either of those. Um, I've heard Montverde. It might be Montverde. I don't know. Um, Sons but- of pronunciation. Yes. It's in Florida. You got some famous alumni there, basketball stars. Ben Simmons and Joel <clears throat> Embiid both played uh, and went through Montverde, Montverde, what have you. But welcome, Jalen Haynes, 6'8", 215 pounds, averaged 20 points and 11 rebounds per game in his last season at, uh, in the high school that he went to. Um, but that, that, team, that team spent time ranked number one uh, nationally. So – Lots of uh, lots of good exposure that Jalen had uh, in high school. He was originally a part of the 2020 class and reclassified. So why is this important? First of all, depth. Depth is always important. Size is always important. He's six foot eight, um, so that's good. We don't know if we're going to need him this next year uh, with Jalen with Sean Padula. These could be two guys from this 2021 class. Uh, that can take a red shirt, uh, but it's good to know that we have that depth as well. Um, and also, this is a guy, a type of guy uh, with skill and size that Mike Young is going to get the most out of. Similar to how he gets the most out of Justin Mutz and Kevin Aluma. Uh, once we get him in the doors of our program, get to develop him and play the way that Mike Young thinks he can uh, develop to his potential. So welcome to Hokie Nation Jalen Haynes, Billy Ray, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, on this commitment? Yeah, uh, I think it's just you mentioned a couple of names earlier with um, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but also R.J. Barrett, D'Angelo Russell. You can go ahead and look at the uh, names that have come out of the powerhouse. That is Mount Verde or Mount Verde. Um, a lot of talent that has come out of there and to develop a relationship and guys seeing one of their own go and thrive in a new system. Um, you know that. Uh, kind of plants the seed and maybe we could start a nice little pipeline from uh, MV to VT. That would be uh, that would be awesome. In terms of other awesome news in Salt Lake City, um, we in Salt Lake City, in Oklahoma City, uh, mine's still in Utah a little bit. 
In Oklahoma City, Justin Robinson just secured his second 10-day contract after playing pretty well with Oklahoma City Thunder, getting another opportunity to display his talents. Um, Love seeing him out there. Love seeing him compete. Again, one of the best players that was in the G League all year. Um, So keep an eye out for Justin Robinson as he has been re-upped to another 10-day contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We have another student-athlete who has been performing fantastic. Grayson, go ahead and uh, give us a scoop on that. I just wanted to uh, give a huge shout-out to Keely Rashard with her sixth no-hitter of her career against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets this past weekend. Lady Hokies coming out with a big dub, winning emphatically 12-0. to Y'all, the Virginia Tech softball team, we, we interviewed Grace Chavez uh, earlier, right before the season started, uh, 28-7 and now. That's awesome. 11-2 and at home, uh, so we're kicking ass at home, which is great. Next series coming up is against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish this coming weekend in Blacksburg. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get the dugout DGens out there at the softball park, make a little noise. Shout out to the Sons of Saturday Irish boys. Uh, it could be a good series. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what they're doing in the softball team. And I think Keely Richard, I mean, Pat, you remember Angela Tincher? I would say Keeley's probably the most talented pitcher that Virginia Tech softball has had since Angela Tincher, which is it's a huge deal. I think right I think we definitely need to tip our caps again. I mean, softball team, they're in the top 20. I think they're ranked 15 as of late. They'll probably shoot up a little bit more uh, with the next poll coming out. Um, but we mentioned earlier in the season, they had a huge layoff uh, at the beginning of April yes. um, dealing with COVID issues and their ability to stick together uh, and just put together – Quite frankly, a historic season this year has been awesome to watch and uh, looking forward to see um, how the rest of the season pans out. The next question or topic here, it was originally a submission for the Letters and Lunch Bill. We wanted to move it up as an, into a main topic, really get get into the nitty gritty uh, of this topic here. Uh, but our guy, Grant Watson, Mr. Reliable, the mailman, always, always, <laughs> always, always submitting, uh, has done a great job. But he asks, what is on the Mount Rushmore? of Blacksburg drinks of the adult variety. And Grayson, we're going to go ahead and uh, Mr. Maker's Mark on, uh, on his way to FedEx field. We'll let you, we'll let you <laughs> kick it off. Um, okay. This is Grant. I love this, this submission. Great great yeah. Like, like this is a great topic of discussion. First off um, my four, I got to go with old faithful y'all. When, when, when the college game day crew comes to town, what is Chris Fowler going to drink? He's what does everyone talk about? It's the rail at top of the stairs. It's old faithful. It's been a staple in Blacksburg forever for years now. Uh, and it always will be, you know, that's, that's just how it is. You know, you go there on tots Tuesday, it's probably about six drinks worth, uh, you know, you drink one rail, you're feeling pretty good. It'll it'll get after you. Shout hey. out uh, my guy Matt Rivera and Greg Smith on their first time having a rail. Yeah. It's it's very. Uh, anytime you drink a rail, like my old man and I always say, it makes you it makes you think of something you would get in New Orleans, uh, like like a hurricane or a hand grenade or something. It's very similar to that. Number two, everyone always talks about. You know, we love we love Sharkies, we love JJ, we love our friends down there. It's where good friends go. I think underrated at Sharkies are the Sharkies bombs. People always want to talk about the Long Island iced tea. Here's my thing. Love a Long Island iced tea, especially at happy hour. You can get a Long Island iced tea really anywhere you 
go. I like people always get that twisted uh, and and kind of think like, oh, that's exclusive to Sharkies. I, I mean, love a Long Island iced tea, but the bombs like a Riley bomb. Shout out Riley Wyant. That's that's what you go there for. They do it better than anyone in Blacksburg. Uh, just so delicious. There's the watermelon bomb. Love that thing. And uh, we we've been in talks. We've been in talks with uh, with JJ over there. Stay tuned because the Sons of Saturday bomb is coming soon. So we just want to put that on your radar. Third, Fatty Mugs Hokey House. For for like four dollars, you get a huge giant mug of pretty much whatever beer you want, whether it be Bud Light, Bold Rock, what have you. Love a fatty mug, also a Blacksburg staple. And then number four, got to do it, the El, Ro- the El Rodeo Jumbo Texas on the rocks, margarita, pour it up on a Thursday night. It's always a hit. So, Billy Ray. Well, hold on. You said, I see here in our uh, in our notes that you might have an issue with uh, Long Island iced tea. And I'm not, I kind of want to, I want to hear what it says. It says Long Island iced tea in quotes, mini rant here. That was was the rant. It's just like, you know, people always talk about the Long Island iced tea and it's how it's exclusive to Sharky's. I mean, I can go to any bar and get a Long Island iced tea. I'm not. No, no, no. You can't go to Sharky's and get a Long Island iced tea anywhere. (laughs) Long Island iced teas, when you're not condoning this, maybe skipping out on your afternoon class are just hit differently than a Long Island, literally anywhere else in America. So um, I, I got a little bit of a, a little bit of a qualm. That, that. That, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying like, I've gone to different bars and, and we love Sharky's man, but I'm just saying like, I feel like you can get Long Island's at other bars. Okay. I, okay. I you, you can get it at other bars. So I love a Long Island iced tea, but if I'm going to Sharky's and I want something that is exclusive to Sharky's, I'm getting the I'm getting a bomb of some kind. That's the I'm way excited. To I'm excited to try this fatty mug. I've never heard of it. Um, sadly, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to indulge next time. Pat, what do you got on your list? Okay, I'm starting it off here, Billy Ray. I know you're gonna agree with me on this, and we can talk about this too. One of my favorite drinks of all time in Blacksburg is at the River Mill, an Irish car bomb, but. I like to call them river bombs. If you've ever been to the river mill and you've had a car bomb and you don't call them river bombs, it's time to, uh, time to correct that vo- vocabulary. That is a incredible place to pop in, you know, pop in for a river bomb on game day or, you know, what have you a ton of fun. Number two, uh, got to go with the rail, uh, for obvious reasons. Number three, jumbo, Texas. From El Rodeo. If you know, you know, Jumbo, Texas, big old Marg from Elrods. And then number four, a little under the radar guy here because it's not a specific drink. You go downstairs in the cellar uh, during happy hour. You say, hey, I want a luck of the draw. And they get they, they, they reach their hand in the cooler. They pull out a beer. And whatever they pick is what you're drinking. It's $2.00. Luck of the draw. Love a good luck of the draw from the seller. You know what? A couple things on the luck of the draw. First of all, that's a very mature answer. And I don't understand why. Because $2, we were talking about college kids. Don't got a lot lot in the bank account. Um, That is an unbelievable deal to go down and get a $2 beer. Uh, And I didn't discover the luck of the draw until post-grad. But the one problem with luck of the draw, there is one issue. If you get there, it's the first drink that you have and they pull out a stout 
stouts get you full. You kind of, you know, you, you're not going to be able to have as many stouts as you can as a Bud Light, Miller Light, or some IPA or something else. So that's my one issue. When I ask for a luck of the draw, I say, look, I'm going to do a luck of the draw, but if you can, just don't don't bring a stout over here, please. I love a stout. I love a porter, but I don't like it as I don't like it uh, at uh, at volume. Great, Billy Ray. Billy Ray. That makes me think of. I don't know if you guys have seen Harry Potter, but that's like when Harry puts on the Sorting Hat in the uh-huh. first movie. And he's just like anything but Slytherin, anything but Slytherin. It's like, well, no, that, that 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 defeats the whole point. The sorting hat's going to put you where the sorting hat puts you. Luck of the draw is going to give you what the luck of the draw gives you. Sadly, I need to I need to watch Harry Potter. It's on my list of things that I haven't seen. That's way too long. Uh, I need to, I need to get on that as soon as possible. But it, look, don't take this as a beer doesn't like porters or uh, Guinness is one of my favorite beers in the world. But you can't you, you can't I have it on volume. You can't have it on volume. So I get it. here's here's mine, Pat. Look. River bombs are number one. I love a river bomb. Um, nothing like it on St. Patrick's Day. Not to quote my guy LeBron James, one of the best basketball players of all time. Um, it's not one, not two, not three, not four. You go down there on you go down there on uh, on St. Patrick's Day, and it is a great great time or any time just to go down to uh, to River Mill, whether it's a nightcap or something to kick it off. It's a great great drink and a great spot to go they it's dark in there they got the darts they got they got billiards whatever you're looking to do head on down underrated criminally underrated. i think it's i think honestly it does a very good job of serving as and tell me if i'm wrong it's almost a townie bar without being a townie bar because students will feel comfortable going in there do you guys know what I'm, you guys know what I'm getting at? It kind of has serves. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. 100%. So there's a good, there's a, you, you can see the locals, but there's mm-hmm. plenty of students there as well. It's nice. Exactly. Exactly. So river bombs, number one, tots rail, number two. I mean, come on. Tots rail is, it belongs on everybody's Mount Rushmore. I'm going to take a page out of my day, my dog, my Tay dogs uh, book here. I'm going to go with long Island iced teas with Sprite. Once I had it for the first time, I'm never, ever going to have it any other way. Long Island iced tea with Sprite. And then the maroon and orange effect, which I had for the first time when I was playing bar golf with Peyton Holdsworth in Blacksburg. And maroon, uh, maroon effect and orange effect were like the, I think they were the eagle or hole in one. And I was, I, I was going bigger going home. So I go with the maroon effect. And it's really, really good, man. It's a fantastic drink. Also, shout out to 90s Night at Hokie House. Doesn't get a lot better than that also. Best. I mean, come on. 90s Night at Hokie's House is the best if you haven't done it yet. Um, and then honorable mention the trash can at Big Al's. Um, RIP Big Al's, we miss you dearly. Um, But the uh, trash can at Big Al's was big time. Um, On the topic of just other stuff, throwing it on the wall, um, will Blacksburg, Riley put this on her uh, her Snapchat or Instagram story talking about the the sidewalks uh, on the drill field. And they have the multiple different types uh, that they're like, hey, text in and let us know what we should change this for. I don't know if it stretches back before me, but I remember my freshman year, they were trying to figure out what kind of sidewalkery are we going to implement crossing the drill field? Are they ever going to make a decision? Does anybody have any insight onto that? Because they've had the multi-sidewalks. I, I know I want a sidewalk, but I don't want six or seven different ones being like tutorialed for five years. We- I, think the, I think the funding must have been cut like for, for that project mm-hmm. because we were freshmen and – Still, I guess, according to Riley, nothing, nothing, nothing's been chosen yet. Doing at this point, it's probably been 10 years at least. Literally, um, 
Do we have a do we have a preference? Like I thought it was fine. Like just do regular just black the asphalt. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. the asphalt. Something that doesn't get flooded, I suppose. Um, but well, uh, that's a hard ask. Who know? Who knows? We gotta we gotta get we gotta line up an interview with the uh, director of of pavement or whoever's in uh whoever's in charge <laughs> whoever's in charge of that. Um, so Pat, I've been waiting for this all day. You got to go to Blacksburg this weekend. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass I'm gonna pass the uh, talking stick to you. Tell us about your weekend in Blacksburg. Yeah, I guess I'll just uh, hammer on the uh, the fun and exciting stuff. Drove up on Saturday morning. You get up early. You hammered. You do the uh, the three point two for thirty two. I got up on Saturday and ran mine. Um, and then Charlotte to Blacksburg. It's like less than two and a half hours, guys. If you're listening to this and you live in Arlington or DC. No one likes that four-hour-plus drive plus traffic to Blacksburg from D.C. Move to Charlotte. It's less than three. Uh, but my guy, Chris Riegerd, uh, we were driving up, and it felt like game day. You know, It felt like we were going up for a football game because it was Saturday morning. Get up early, excited to go to Blacksburg, jump in for a little, uh, little baseball action. But um, you know, got to campus, walked around with my sister. She brought me to West End. Cause she was doing a grab and go or, uh, you know, everything, everything's digital. You, you order food from your app on your phone. I think it's called tap and go. And you just pick it up when you get to West End, you know, grab some ABP coffee and walked around campus. So that was great. Uh, ran into John Yetzi, got to catch up with John a little bit on Saturday, which was great to see him. And then, uh, I, you know, I got to, I got to go to the Memorial and, um, you know, walk up there and there were a lot of folks who were, who were, you know, paying their respects at the memorial as well, um, on Saturday, which was good to see. It was a beautiful day in Blacksburg, obviously a somber time of year. April is always a very somber time of year in Blacksburg. Um, but at the same time, I always thought it was cool that April has some of the biggest community events at Virginia tech that, you know, bring together and, and show how amazing this community is. So, um, you know, it was, it was good to go to the memorial as well, um, you know, having a heavy heart up there. And then jumped at, uh, to uh, the Maroon Door, got some beers over there before the baseball game. I got to tell you guys, the baseball in- experience was so much fun. And we rolled in probably like 10, 15 minutes in. Um, so, you know, it was probably bottom first when we got there. And the place was packed. They weren't selling any more tickets. So we had a cooler of beer and we just parked out like on the other side of the fence, laid out some blankets and just hung out. And it was just like a, a great vibe. You know, was just, this your first, was this your first uh, time at a tech baseball game? Come on, Bill. I've been, I've been the, since, since the renovation, obviously I'm not saying like tech first baseball time. games. Okay. Y'all, y'all want to hear something really sad since the renovation. No, I've never been to a tech baseball game. That's that's a mistake in my life. Criminal. That's a mistake. Criminal. It's hey, terrible. It's so bad. The, especially since the renovation. Um, it's unbelievable. You buy beer. You buy beer now. Uh, so I've heard. It's 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 been. Uh, that, that's awesome. What else? I can't. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're watching the game. We're playing great. Home run hammer comes out, and everyone gets up off the blankets and jumps on the fence, and you know we want to see the hammer. That was pretty cool. And then late in the game, uh, myself and Chris, we joined up with Grady Baker. Shout out Grady B and Grandpa Chase. 
went into the uh, into the stadium and uh, got to sit down there for a little bit. And you walk in there, it's like a minor league ballpark. You know, the music is playing. It's just, you know, it's a solid crowd. There's a lot of people there, which was, you know, very encouraging and great to see that we're kind of on the back end of this COVID thing. Um, but, you know, you could you could buy some peanuts and Cracker Jacks and buy beers. The dugout DJs are there on their feet the entire game, uh, given the other team hell. And, you know, it was it was everything that you could have ever wanted on a Saturday afternoon in the spring. You know, great activity. Can't recommend it enough if you are in Blacksburg and want to see the Hokies play this year. Um, any other questions about baseball? I, I don't think I have any other main highlights, but um, I, can, I can shout out the appropriate people in shout outs. Yeah. Um, moving right along here, we have one letter from the lunch pail uh, from Gilbert. Wear a mask on Twitter. Um, so just to pre, to pre, uh, to preempt or precursor or pre whatever this question, uh, we will have a schedule breakdown coming up later, uh, in the year going over expectations and everything else, but you asked, we're going to answer, uh, his question straight up was what are expectations this season, ACC championship or bust Grayson? Um, that is a tough ask. I said it last week on the podcast, uh, eight wins eight wins or it's a bust. That's, I mean, ACC championship. I love, I love where your head's at, you know, aim high, but right now with our depth, I just, I think that's a little, little bit of wishful thinking. Uh, But we, we absolutely have to win eight games or we got to move on. Uh, That's my opinion, Pat. Who knows also what's crazy is like with how weird the uh, coastal is eight wins might put you in the ACC championship. Also um, true. So. I mean, also true, but you know, with, with our current depth situation, I think it's uh, a big ask. I agree with you, Grayson. Uh, and we'll pass it to Pat after, but yeah, I think, I think eight, I think seven, eight wins is definitely the, is definitely the basement of acceptability uh, this upcoming season. Um, a lot of, and we'll go over this when we talk about our roster and, and kind of the season that we have coming up. I think it's a, a schedule where we have, it's interesting, right? You have an opportunity to win a couple of signature games with West Virginia and Notre Dame and uh, North Carolina at home uh, to kick off the season. Um, but also you have some games that are very winnable. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, but I think definitely the expectation or what we should hope for at least is uh, is seven to eight wins. Patrick. I'm, I'm in the camp of eight wins. Anything less than eight is a disappointment. However, I think between Carolina Notre Dame, West Virginia, and UVA. Give me two of those. Just give me two of those four. Which give me one? The UVA game, and then one of the other three. And and am I happy? Uh, it depends how the rest of the season goes, but I will be satisfied with two out of those four. Uh, Carolina is going to be the favorite in the coastal, but um, if we can win two of those, you know, two or more of those four, we could potentially be knocking on the door of a coastal berth. Question: Out of those four. What are the two? I think I already know one of them, but out of those four, what are the two that you you want the most? It's North Carolina and UVA. Yeah, North Carolina, North Carolina and UVA. UVA. Yeah. yeah, period. Um, um, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> no, it's definitely North Carolina and UVA. I want to beat Carolina more than anyone else on our schedule this year. I don't think I disagree with that. Maybe uh, Notre Dame is a close second. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and again, not to belabor the point, but I'll say it again. 
Pat, we've gone back and forth on kind of what is the signature win of uh, Coach Fuente's tenure. Um, you know, with with me, I think it's the West Virginia game. Uh, with you, you think it's the Notre Dame game. Both, you know, are nice wins. Um, but I think we have three opportunities uh, this season to finally have that signature win that even towards the end of the Beamer years, uh, with the exception of beating Ohio State on the road, we're really looking for that signature, ah, here we are win uh and you get uh three cracks at it here uh barring a somebody being just a you know really really good whether that's a miami or somebody else um we're gonna have an opportunity to get one of those signature wins and hoping that we can figure it out and get it done this year um so definitely excited and i'm just excited to play football again uh and and be there to see it so we're moving right along here uh some stuff that you should definitely read um, I'm going to kick it off with uh, David Teal, who always does phenomenal, phenomenal work, uh, did an article about Taiwan Garbutt's uh, career at Virginia Tech, um, his year off last year, his decommitment, and just his relationship with Coach Fuente. Um, and again, not even just you know on that subject, just kind of just speaks to the man that Taiwan Garbutt is and kind of everything that he's been through and, and his ability to to get through that with the help of, of a bunch of different people to be back and contributing this year. I'm really, really excited about him. We've said it before on this podcast, one of our favorite players and one of, one of the team's favorite players constantly listed as the funniest guy on the team. Um, but really glad to see everything kind of coming together for him and uh, see him through the other side of this stuff that uh, is going on. And then also Adam Roth and a couple other scribes uh, sat down for a collaborative piece. Um, obviously, April somber, somber time, April 16th, never going to forget that. Um, but uh, they had a conversation with some students and other folks that were on campus for that tragic, tragic day. Really, really well done. Uh, hats off to Adam and the, and the team that got that done. So a couple of things for you to check out on the dot com. Uh, and aside from that, if you're looking for, I tweeted it earlier today, our newsletter comes out weekly. We don't belabor you. We don't bother you. We don't cram your inbox it's once a week let you know everything that's going on special offers and other things you can sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of our site scroll all the way to the bottom throw in your email and we will send you emails weekly uh, and just in case has been doing a great job with that um without further ado i think that just about wraps it up this was fun i had a ton of fun we have sharky shout outs here coming up i got a couple shout out to packy naughton birthday this past week happy birthday packy love you He's doing all his work uh, in Arizona as well uh, with the Angels in their offsite right now. Um, so shout out to him. I want to shout out Bryce Chalkley. Got to see him this weekend and the gang uh, hung out at a Billy Sharp's bachelor party the other night in Old Town, Arizona uh, in Scottsdale, which was awesome. Uh, if you've ever been to Scottsdale, check out Old Town. Very saloony vibe. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, I want to shout out Keller, Bridget, and Edison. And a bunch of other scribes were doing a great job with the food drive. They shut up a um, a table outside of Sharky's and actually raised over $500 in four hours um, for the food drive that we have going on. So really, really well done, Kappa Sig, Bridget Keller, and Edison. Thank you so much. And we will continue to do awesome stuff with that. Um, and then last but not least, I want to shout out my brother Jackson Lee. Uh, unfortunately, Mitchell's not great backs. Uh, he had to take a medical disqualification uh, for ruptured discs in his back, similar to mine. Uh, but he will be joining the Navy uh, coaching staff in assisting uh, with the offensive line. So that's Coach Jackson Lee 
to you all now, but uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. I think he's going to on a plan to lose something close to like 75 pounds, um, you know, has to uh, get that back thing situated. He wants to be a, a helicopter pilot. Uh, and uh, he is a inch, a half inch under the threshold, has to get down and wait and also get that back thing situated. So shouting out uh, Jackson for joining the staff and also wishing him a speedy, speedy recovery. I am going to give a big time shout out to my guy, to our guy, Ed Williams, fellow scribe of Saturday on the engagement this past weekend. Uh, Congratulations to Ed and to Carly. I'm so happy for you guys and uh, couldn't be more excited. I also got to give a few shout outs here uh, to some folks that I got to see this weekend. Number one, got, got to link up with him this morning at Joe's Diner, Evan Hughes, my man, uh, Evans, Evans reel went out this morning. We saw that on the, uh, on the Twitter timeline, but big time shout out for Evan. Know that he's going up for the, uh, the Jim Nance award again this year, which goes out to the best uh, student play by play and broadcast team. So shout out to Evan. Great catching up with you and, uh, telling stories of, uh, of our dads playing for coach Cheney, uh, back for the Hokies soccer team in the late eighties. Uh, I also got to sh- got to shout Travis from Joe's Diner. If you know, you know. If you've ever been to Joe's Diner, probably been waited on by Travis, who is just the most friendly and the most fun guy. Uh, so shout out to Travis. Had the squad in there this morning. A big time shout out to my sister Kathleen and the Wyants, Hampton and uh, Hampton Wimbish of the Wimbish family. Great seeing you this weekend, Andrew Alex of ESPN Blacksburg. Great seeing Andrew this weekend as well, uh, and I'm probably forgetting some folks, but um, whoever I ran into Black, whoever I ran into in Blacksburg this weekend, great seeing y'all. Sheldon Moss, didn't you see our boy Sheldon? Sheldon Moss, yes. Okay, that yes, Sheldon Moss, big time shout out to Sheldon Moss uh, as well. That's awesome. I'm uh, first off, Billy Ray and I were talking to Pat about this before we press record today. Uh, the the West Coast FOMO over this way oh, is. Man so real dude like we were living vicariously through through some snapchats and instagrams and all that uh wish wish we could have been there in town with you this weekend man looks so much fun uh only have a couple of shout outs first i want to shout out the uh, uh this was a couple of weeks ago but the boston college baseball team did pay their respects to the april 16th memorial uh that's that's a really cool thing not everybody does that and they didn't have to do that at all but uh, very, definitely a nice gesture by the by the Eagles there. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then I, I do want to say um, I talked to JJ up at Sharkies, the Sons of Sharkies collaboration T-shirt that we did with them. Uh, there are 19 of them left. We have only smalls and double X's left. Go up there, get you one. Maybe you know you cut it up if if it doesn't fit as a double X. Do it, do whatever, <laughs> man. Do it. Cut the sleeves off. Do a custom job. It can be cool. You never know. Uh, but yeah. And then shout out to you guys, man. Two weeks in a row. We're back, back in the cadence, back in the rhythm, a lot of exciting stuff going on. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. For sure. Uh, one last, last minute shout out. Uh, well, first off, shout out to me because I'm no longer a 2X. I am an XL, uh, headed down to Dillard's and, uh, we are down to an XL. So I, um, that used to be 2X used to be for BRM. And, uh, unfortunately they're sold out of my, uh, my size. (laughs) So maybe I'll have to cut up one of those shirts. Uh, but want to shout out uh, John Laser uh, for covering VT Baseball 
on ACC Network. Uh, was listened to all the games this weekend. Did a phenomenal job. Really enjoyed it. Second favorite behind my guy Gary Keith and Ron, but uh, great job, Lays. Love listening. Uh, Love listening in, and uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully getting you behind the mic for some more baseball games. But that does it for us. Sunday, April eighteenth. I hope everybody has a fantastic week, um, and uh, go get them this week. Make it a great week. We'll talk to y'all soon. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know this what you're thinking. Please don't go this way, singing. Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day. Take a hit, it's stop.